Oh gosh, honestly, <laughs> at gigs I play everything because I just you know when you're out somewhere and you see a musician, you're kind of hoping they play a song you know, right? Yeah. So I just try to play like all and everything. I mean, I play things like The Weeknd, Post Malone, and then I play like Eagles and Kiss. So it's definitely a wide variety, but I always. For some reason, I have a lot of Beatles songs in my sets. I recently realized that, and just I just learned a lot of Beatles songs. But I have Kiss, Eagles, like I said, Post Malone, and The Weeknd, um, Paramore, um, Cindy Lauper, wow. um, a little bit of everything. I even have Wagon Wheel by Darius Rucker, and I'm not even a huge country fan, but yeah. Country Roads I have that. Um, and you know, I got to throw in some crowd participation songs. So I do like Sweet Caroline. Today's the same old day. Never thought it in this way. Can't find the words to say. Now the spawn's been ripped away. Welcome to Living in the Limelight. I'm your host, Jay Huller. As a quick reminder, please follow us on Instagram at Living in the Limelight Show and check out our website at livinginthelimelight.com. And of course, you can find our podcasts through all the major streaming services, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Check us out also on YouTube at Living in the Limelight Podcast. Each week, we feature a conversation with a different artist where we delve into what makes them tick, and sometimes we get pro tips on pursuing a career as an artist. If you are a performer or know someone who is and would like to be considered for our show, check out the questionnaire at livinginthelimelight.com, and thanks so much for listening. Francesca Tarantino is a singer based in the central Florida area. Francesca has always loved to sing, often belting out classic rock tunes while running around the house or riding in the car. She got her first taste for performing on stage in second grade when she closed out her school's talent show with I Want to Rock and Roll All Night by Kiss. Shortly after, she moved to Florida and started in a new school that gave her the opportunity to learn about acting, singing, and musical theater. While theater has given her a stage and experience, Francesca was eager to expand her talents and grow as an artist. In December of 2020, she joined Dreamwalker Music Evolution in Orlando. At DME, Francesca entered the recording studio for the first time and instantly loved it. Francesca has played some local gigs in and around Orlando and has participated in several open mics. She's performed on stage at Hard Rock Live Orlando, the Dr. Phillips Center for Performing Arts, and Tin Roof Orlando. She has also sung the national anthem at several charity events and sporting events, including the Daytona Tortugas and two games for the Miami Marlins. Let's welcome... Francesca Tarantino to Living in the Limelight. Hello, hello. Hello, Francesca. Welcome to Living in the Limelight. How are you today? Thank you. I'm good. How are you? I am fantastic. And better now that we are on the phone together. I wanted to go right into this this fantastic news that um, surfaced this week, and it's on social media, about 
tragedy. Can you just walk me through your feelings on that? What's going through your mind? Like it, cause it's a super big deal. And how did it kind of come about? Did you anticipate that for this song and all that kind of stuff? Oh yeah, of course. I'm honestly so surprised with how good tragedy is doing. I mean, I never thought it would be honestly, I never thought people would like it as much as they do. And it went number one on a break in internet radio station for indie artists like me. And when I wrote the song, I was going through a really tough time of losing my dog. Um, And I was just sad and writing out all my emotions. And I realized, you know, other people have gone through the same experience of losing someone you love. And so I really kept that in mind when writing it so other people could really relate. And I'm just so happy that other people can relate on the level that I do. And I'm just so happy it's resonating with so many other people. And I'm just so happy about it. Is that one of the greatest rewards for um, creating art as a songwriter is, is starting with that? Um, it's probably not pen to paper for you. It might be something digital on your phone or whatnot. But, you know, you've got the idea and the words are coming out and the music is developing. But then to see it being accepted by everyone and, and just loved it. Is that like a full circle? How does that feel for you? It feels so amazing. It's like the best feeling ever to know that people can like really connect with what I put out there. And it just makes me really happy to know that. And I'm just so happy that everyone likes the song. I can, I can imagine that only on a small scale because I'm not a songwriter like you. Speaking of songwriting, (laughs) what is, do you have like a routine um, or wh- how do you approach, like, I, I'm going to do a song. Is it is it kind of a daily thing you work at or when inspiration strikes? What's your, like, a typical way you go or is it always different? You know, everyone asks me this question. Honestly, I don't have a straight answer. I know some mm-hmm. people specifically start with lyrics and then go to the music or do music first and then the lyrics. But for me, it's honestly just whatever comes to mind first. Mm-hmm. Um when I wrote my first full song, My Runaway, um, that one started with music and I went to my producer one day and he was just like, all right, we're writing a song. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And he just pulled out some chords, found a cool chord progression. I loved it. He told me to sing, like find a little melody. And we came up with this hook, I Got a Runaway. And so obviously I didn't have to use it, but I was just, it was just an example, but I just became so attached to how it fit with the melody. Mm -hmm. And so, I really wanted to keep that going and I didn't really know where to go from there for lyrics wise. So I asked my brother Dominic to help me, who's actually a co-writer on the song. Um, And right when he came in the room, we were just spitting out all these ideas. And at first I was honestly really stumped, but he really helped me out there. And I honestly just whatever comes first when I'm writing music. And I always try to write every day. Um, Writing is definitely such a cool thing to do because it just helps with so many different things and like helps me cope with my emotions. And then when other people hear my music, it might help them cope with theirs. And it's just so much fun to do. I love writing. And even though like beforehand, I didn't really know how to write music yet. I was still writing a bunch of lyrics down and ideas. And it's just, it's such a fun thing to do, but just whatever comes to my mind first, I just write it down. That's cool. I love that. And uh, bringing up your brother reminds me, um, I always like to hear a little bit about family and I'm sure everyone does too. Like 
what kind of music was around the house and, and, you know, how music kind of started to get into your blood. Is your brother older or younger? He's older than me. He's 16 and I'm 15. Okay. Okay. So, well, not much different. That's so yeah. cool. So, you know, I envision, you know, brothers and sisters like just running around and, and kind of bothering each other and, you know, how brothers and sisters can be, but you guys are, <laughs> you're making music together and that's just, uh, that's a totally amazing concept for me. Um, yeah, we really connect. It's pretty cool. That's so good. Well, yeah, let's go back to that if you don't mind, like your your young self and uh, tell us where this kind of began for you and uh, how it's grown and how it's changed maybe in your interests and who's influenced you over the over the time because I think we, we all find that really fascinating to like what, what's your your story behind all of it. Yeah, well, when I was a little kid, I was always singing music around the house and my parents, they would always blast like classic rock music like Aerosmith, Leonard Skinner, um, Kiss, ELO, bands like that. And I just became obsessed with that type of music. And it's what I grew up with. I would sing it all the time. Um, and so I really got my start in musical theater. And I loved musical theater. I mean, I, I loved singing. I loved being on stage. Um, I played a lot of good roles. It was really fun. But then I realized I wanted to get back to my classic rock like roots and just wanted to do the music that I loved and write my own music. So I started to make the change going into like artistry. And honestly, it was really hard because singing musical theater style and singing in artist way is so different. Mm-hmm. And it was a really big switch. And honestly, I had massive stage fright. Um, but my first vocal coach really helped me with that. Um, and musical theater helps a lot with that too. So I'm so grateful that I started in musical theater. Um, and then I started taking guitar lessons about two years ago, um, which is just rhythm guitar um, on acoustic guitar. Um, and that was really fun for me. And then I wanted to start learning electric guitar with like leads and stuff like Hotel California, like soloing and stuff oh, like that. <laughs> so um, I started taking lead lessons about a year ago. And it's just so much fun for me to play songs that I love. And I play a bunch of different songs. I mean, I pretty much like all types of music. But it's just so cool to play solos like Hotel California and Stairway to Heaven. And it's just so much fun for me to do. That's great. And I have to say kudos to your parents because you're, you are speaking my language. I grew up um, I, with that music and all of those bands that you named are just, um, you know, they're great for a proper musical upbringing. So that reminds me of a question um, that might be strange for you, but I see um, kids your age, because I actually work with kids your age, wearing the um, the graphic tees for the various bands, you know, Def Leppard and Kiss and whatnot. And occasionally I'll, get, I'll, I'll approach them and I'll say, hey, can you name a song or do you know who this is? And they're like, hardly ever. Uh, every once in a while someone would name it, but would if you wore one of those shirts, are you wearing it like authentically? Oh, yeah, for sure. I know a lot of people wear like band shirts because, you know, it's it's stylish. And I understand <laughs> people who want to, you know, have style. But for me, like, I have like over 30 kiss shirts. <laughs> it's honestly Whoa. crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> I'm honestly a collector. Um, So like people would think I might just be wearing them, you know, for style. And I understand. But honestly, I connect to a different level. I mean, considering I have like over 30 so yeah, it's a little different for me. So if someone came up to me and asked me to name like 10 songs, I could. That's amazing. And I, I believe you 100%. So <laughs> what do you think it is about that kind of music? Because there is, you know, 
a universe of musical styles out to choose from. And with now with Spotify and whatnot, we can really literally pick something and in a second, get it and listen to it. But um, like you said, you, you grew up on it and it's comfortable to you, but there has to be, what do you, if you could think about that music and when you're performing it and you're writing it, what do you think is inside of it that really drives you and gets you kind of like excited and, and wanting to perform with that kind of style? Honestly, I really don't know. That's a good question. Just something about that type of music. Just, it just brings me, it brings me memories of like my childhood and running around the house and singing those songs. And I just, I just songs nowadays are so different. They don't have like cool guitar solos and cool riffs and these really high vocals and like these 40 minute intros, you know, it's like, it's so different. And just something about the music really calls out to me. And honestly, I don't know what it is, but I just, it's the type of music I like to listen to. I like the thrashy guitars and, you know, the cool, the cool riffs and things like that. But um, I really do like all types of music. Like I'll listen to pop, rap, some country, but rock is definitely my favorite. And I guess it just brings back good memories. And it's honestly the coolest type of music to me. Dom, right there with you. And so that makes me think about Orlando and where you're based out of Orlando, I think I read. Um, so when you're yeah. performing and you're, you've got a, um, you know, a gig at, at, a, at a local place, let's say it's a pretty small place, um, what would your set list include? Obviously your original songs, but if you were to do some covers um, with you on, on a single guitar, how would you like, what would you pick? Whatever, what are some typical songs that you like to play? Oh gosh, honestly <laughs> at gigs I play everything because I just, you know, when you're out somewhere and you see a musician, you're kind of hoping they play a song you know, right? Yeah. So I just try to play like all and everything. I mean, I play things like The Weeknd, Post Malone, and then I play like Eagles and Kiss. So it's definitely a wide variety, but I always, for some reason, I have a lot of Beatles song in my sets. I recently realized that and just, I just learned a lot of Beatles songs, but I have Kiss, Eagles, like I said, Post Malone and The Weeknd, um, Paramore, um, Cindy Lauper, wow. um, a little bit of everything. I even have Wagon Wheel by Darius Rucker, and I'm not even a huge country fan, but yeah. Country Roads have that. Um, and, you know, I got to throw in some crowd participation songs, so I do like Sweet Caroline to get everyone <laughs> on their feet. So moving forward with like your, your development, I know you're, you're still young, you're, a wee 15, but you're kind of like you're in this music world pretty seriously. So I always like to kind of know how do you handle balance? How do you like, you've got school, I'll assume you've got friends, you've got family, family wants to do something like, Hey, let's go do this. And then you've got your music, this big like product, this, um, this love of yours. How do you work it all in? God, well, honestly, <laughs> pretty hard because there are just so many things that I do that I have to work all together and I used to really struggle with managing my time and I've, I've gotten a lot better but I mean the social media the practicing um going you know still being a 15 year old and going out with my friends is pretty crazy but what really helps is for school I only go for half a day now mm. so on some days I leave at like one fifteen, and other days I leave at like 11 o'clock so it's so helpful and then I go home I either go to my lessons or go to my gig I practice um but I always set a time 
I always I always set time aside, excuse me, to always hang out with my friends and, you know, be a 15-year-old. And some people don't understand how busy I am, to be honest, and I've lost friends because of it. And people just don't understand that I'm really trying to make it out there. Um, but, you know, the real friends stick around, and I try my best to balance everything out. And I definitely have gotten better at it because, like I said, I definitely used to struggle. But, you know, try to balance all that stuff. But I still love what I do. I think I have a pretty healthy balance of everything. Yeah, I would say so too, judging. I mean, of course, I'm an outsider from and seeing it all, all through social media, but um, I, I have daughters and they've grown up and I've seen that, you know, kind of happen too with their lives. And so, and I was a kid too, you know, obviously. So um, it is hard. And I wonder, so with your friends, let's say you guys are out and you're having fun and, and you've planned an evening or whatever, do they see you, do you think, in a different light? you know, here I am with a rock star, my rock star friend, or do you think you're just Francesca to them and it, it can be more just like a friend time and not a, oh, she's so amazing. Do they, do they do that for you? Or they are, are on the opposite end of it. Do they build you up and really support you a lot in your music? Oh, they're definitely really supportive. They're like my primary supportive system. They're always really supportive with everything. But when I'm out with them, you know, I'm Francesca, but they also recognize that, you know, I'm a musician. And, like, sometimes we'll go, I don't know, to an amusement park or something, and they're all going to be, like, screaming on the rides, and I'll be the only quiet one because, mm. you know, I don't want to hurt my voice. But, I mean, they understand, and they, they never, like, make fun of me for anything like some people have. Um, and they are always very supportive. They always, like, tell people about my music. They even come to my gigs. Um and they're just, they're so great. And I, I love being around them, but definitely I'm definitely like Francesca to them as opposed to like Francesca Tarantino as, you know, the rocker, you know, but I kind of balance the two out. Yeah, that's cool. So let's, let's walk through that. Let's say you're out with them one night and um, you have to cut the night short because you have a gig, you know, like, like I say goodbye and whatever. Um, is it, is it hard for you to transition from being just a 15 year old kid having fun with friends to going, let's say it's a big event. You've got a huge show, um, 2000, 3000 people. And, you know, you, I'm sure you have some mental things you got to go through. Would you, would that be hard for you? Or you, do you see yourself kind of able to transition from being a normal teenage girl to being the rock star that we know you are? Honestly, it's, it's not as hard as you think, because I'm very similar you know, in both ways. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm normally just like a bubbly person, I think. So when I'm around my friends, I'm like bubbly and always, you know, energetic. And then in the music world, I also am. But it, definitely, oh, I'm a very loud talker. So um, sometimes I really have to watch, like paying attention with how loud I talk. And so I don't like strain my voice or anything, especially mm -hmm. before gigs, because sometimes I can just really wear my voice out, which has happened in the past. And sometimes, like, sometimes I won't be able to go to a certain hangout because I have a gig or a certain party or a certain event at school. And honestly, I don't really mind. Most of the time, if it's something really important or really fun, I make it work. But my friends never really care. Sometimes they'll even come with me to one of my gigs instead of go to, like, a football game at school. Um, but it's, it's honestly a really thing to transition in and out of because I'm pretty much kind of the same thing. But 
just before gigs, I got to get, you know, mentally prepared, take some deep breaths, deep breaths and things like that. But pretty much the same thing. That's a, that brings a question to mind. Do you think, and, and you would, you would know better than me for sure. Do you think that most performers are that way? Because as a fan, I'll call myself like a fan of music. I see like this, this pedestal and the, you know, you guys rise up and you do your thing. You're on the stage, you're up higher and we're looking, you know, looking down at us and waving whatnot. But do you think that most performers do like, kind of like you are and are kind of like you are where they are similar off the stage to on the stage? Yeah, I, I definitely think, I mean, I think most are kind of the same to me, but some, you know, like <laughs> for instance, um, Paul Stanley from Kiss, I mean, him when he's on stage, he, he like talks like this and like, you know, <laughs> has a totally different personality and he even like throws a little accent on there. But then like when he's off stage and I watch all these documentaries about Kiss, he's totally different and he's like more chill and, you know, easygoing as opposed to being on stage. So definitely some people are like that in a bad way. Like some people on stage will be like, oh, I love you guys. I love my fans. And then off stage will be like, Ugh, what am I doing as a musician, you know? Mm. But I think there are some good balances like that and then also some bad balances like that. But I, I think I'm one of the good ones and I'm good at balancing the two. Um, and I definitely think there are some people who are like me in that fact. Yeah, I think that's great. And to be self-aware of kind of how you are and to know that, um, you know, how you behave on stage matters because, we have the onstage persona and then we have the social media persona and then you have the people that you know and, you know, to, to look at it all in different perspectives um, and be aware of that is, is <laughs> amazing for a 15-year-old. That's, that's, that's super cool. I love that you can do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, let's delve into your music a little bit. We talked about tragedy. Can um, you maybe um, tell us about your dog a little bit and then let's move into that, that song um, just kind of maybe in more depth about how, how it came about. And like you said, you didn't expect it to do the way it's, it has. And maybe now that you, it has had so much success, now look at it from, from your perspective and see maybe what's inside it um, that is pulling people's attention because you're getting lots of attention about it. Yeah, like I said, it is honestly really crazy. I did not expect for people to like it as much as they did. and. I, it was just a song I was writing in my room about, you know, me losing someone I loved and I was sad and I didn't expect for a minute that it would get number one on the radio, indie radio station. Like, that's crazy to me. But when I was writing it again, I was just writing it, the words and things like that. And then I went to my producer and he hears me sing the melody and He's like, okay, he works his magic and he throws some chords on. And then it was just such a cool process watching him, like, just put it all together. And it was, it was such a different process than my runaway. So it was honestly really strange to me at first because I was writing the words first, which was different. And it was confusing. But then as I started writing, it was just like, you know, I'm writing my feelings. So it's, it's just so crazy. I really did not expect for people to like it as much as they did, but I'm so happy 
that other people can relate to it. And I'm not happy people can like feel the pain, of course, but yeah. I'm, you know, I'm glad they can feel <laughs> if that makes sense. No, it makes but I'm sense. just really, really grateful about it. And I cannot wait to write more songs like that where people can relate as much as they did. Yeah. A lot of the artists that I've talked to have said something similar. It's just, that's just such a, a heartwarming feeling. You know, it's, it's nice to hear someone clap. It's nice to hear someone write a nice thing, but to really like go, that song like changed my life and it, it, you know, did this and this and this, those seem to be the, the really impactful times. So I'm so glad that your music is doing that. And I know it's got to feel really good. Um, you have another song we'll call, um, in the incubator, right? It's not yet ready, but can you tell us uh, like a sneak peek a little bit about, and I don't know if I can name the title yet or not, but your forthcoming song. Oh yeah. Truth cannot hide. Okay. Oh, I'm really excited <laughs> about this. one. Yeah. I, the name, um, this song is another storytelling song and it's about me, the person, you know, singing the song. Um, my best friend cheated on her boyfriend. And so, you know, best friends tell each other everything. So the best friend told me and, you know, I have to be there for my best friend, but you're obviously inside. Like, why would you cheat on your boyfriend? Like that was just the wrong thing to do. And so you're like, you know, the truth cannot hide. I'm not going to, I co-wrote this one with um, my producer, Mike Walker at Tim Walker Music Evolution and also his wife, um, Caroline Walker, who helped me write the lyrics. And that is where we came up with the concept. And it was, it was honestly a really random concept to me. I, I, there, it just honestly came out of nowhere. And I was just thinking about all these other stories and that one just came up and she helped me a lot with it. And we started writing that one and that one I actually had the music for first. Mm -hmm. Um, it was just a really cool, simple chord progression that I wrote. Um, and beforehand I actually wrote a totally different song for it and with a kind of similar pretty different um story this one so we changed all that up and we wrote truth cannot hide and I went to Mike and he added his pizzazz to it <laughs> and it's another really rocking song and I'm really excited about it um and I just can't wait for everyone to hear it <laughs> Very nice. And, and you have an approximate drop date, right? It's sometime in November? Definitely by the end of the year. I'm hoping okay. by Thanksgiving. Okay, cool. Yeah, I know that these, these things are a process and it takes time and little tweaks yeah. here in, in the mixing and the mastering, of course. Very For interesting. Sure. So I, I thought of a question while you were saying all that. So the friend who came to you, and, and that's great. If, if you have friends that, that can tell you that kind of truth, um, you have wonderful friends. But when this was told to you in, in confidence did, and then you started to write a song about it, does your, does your friend know that that moment is sort of the basis for the song or how, how is that going? Story is just a really over-exaggerated thing about what happened to me. But this song, nobody's going to know it's about them because it's honestly really not. I mean, there are a lot of other scenarios. Like, I have other friends who have done a pretty similar thing. Mm -hmm. So they might think it's about them, but honestly, it's not. It's just about, like, the story of just the best friend cheating on, you know, her boyfriend. And it's not really about anyone in specific, but okay. it's a little scenario I really over-exaggerated. Yeah, and what I like about that, and that kind of speaks to, um, at least in my opinion, the definition of art. 
like, you know, because they'd say if someone will look at them, uh, the Mona Lisa, for example, and no two people will see the same portrait. They'll know they won't see the same thing. They'll say different things. And no two people will say the same things about your songs. And so art can be interpreted however, right, by everybody. So I love that it, it's a message, kind of a universal message, because that happens. It happens a lot, unfortunately. But it'll reach different people in different ways. That's cool. I love that. Well, we're looking forward to that a lot. So, Thank I'm, you so much. I'm so excited for people to hear it. Very cool. Yes. So um, I see that you play the guitar. You talked about it. You've started playing it about two years ago. Um, any other instruments that you kind of fiddle with or you feel like you're, you're getting the handle on? At some point a long time ago, I started learning a little bit of piano. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was honestly just not my thing. I, I thought I would like it, but it's, it was not as cool as guitar. I can tell you that. I just It didn't click with me like guitar did. I wasn't fascinated like it, like I am with guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm, I'm learning a little bit about piano and just, you know, maybe one day I want to do a cool little cover on piano of some simple chords. Um, my producer just helping me play a few chords and it's honestly pretty cool and it's also helping me learn music theory which is really cool but i'm definitely not gonna master it um some days i'll also pick up my bass at home why do we have a bass i honestly don't know (laughs) you're a musical Um, family yeah but nobody really plays the bass (laughs) um it's honestly really only me and i only fiddle with it but santa got it for me one year Mm-hmm. for Christmas because I asked her one because I was so obsessed with Gene Simmons and Kiss. Mm. Um, and then I never really learned it. But some days for some funny covers, um, I do some bass. And it's, it's honestly a cool instrument. And if I had to pick an instrument that wouldn't be guitar, I think it would definitely be bass because it's similar. But I don't know. I think it's really cool and it's a cool thing to play. But wouldn't master that either. But guitar is definitely where my heart is. Yeah, well, I wouldn't sell yourself short, sell yourself short on any of that because um, I've seen lots of musicians that you know they'll they'll focus on one instrument, but fiddle will say with others and and surprisingly like get really good at it. So it's the it's the love of music that drives it all. And so if you find yourself picking up you know the bass a lot or whatever, yeah. it, it'll come. I think it really will. Um, and I understand the piano thing. I was we've talked about that in my family. It's like the piano is a pretty stationary instrument. <laughs> And all of these others you can take with you and you can play wherever you are. So um, it makes it more accessible. Yeah. So cool. Do you have any preferences on guitar? Like, I don't know if you have an acoustic and you said you have an electric. Do you have like a, a, a go-to kind of Fender or whatever brand? Or did you just, you know, whatever showed up under the Christmas tree or for a birthday? Or, or do you love gear per se? Or just don't, you just like if it has six strings, I'm going to play it? Well, my house, my dad actually collects guitars. Okay. So (laughs) we have quite a few. So I I have a wide variety to pick from. Mm -hmm. But um, we have like maybe five or six acoustics, which, you know, are really fun to play. And they're really beautiful. But I mean, I just love electric. I mean, it's it's so cool. I always play the electric guitars if I ever want to write something or just mess around. Um, But, oh. Well, um, this is kind of bad I'm saying this because it's the most expensive guitar we own. No, go for it. But (laughs) we own um, a few Gibson Les Pauls, and they're just my favorite ever. Just the sound they make and so many cool guitars that I know play them. Mm -hmm. Um, We have 
a standard, delu- not a deluxe standard, a standard, uh, Gibson Les Paul standard. And I think that one's my favorite. And it's also just so beautiful. And it's, I'm so grateful that my dad even collects guitars because if I didn't have someone who, you know, did, I would right. probably be for my own guitars, but honestly, I don't mind that much, but I'm just so blessed to have them and to have them, you know, right in my house. <laughs> um, but, and also jamming with him is loads of fun, but definitely a Gibson Les Paul. And then for maybe a cleaner sound, I do really like our fenders. Um, I have a bunch of Fender Strats, which I really love. And mm. those are ones I normally play out because my dad would never no, no, let no, me no. play out Gibson <laughs> Les Paul. No way. Yeah, that's a good point. And it totally makes sense because the Les Paul, um, although still really popular, I think would say had its heyday back when this classic rock was, you know, going strong. And it, it drove a lot of those bands. Um, so I totally get it. So is your dad a a writer of music or like you said, it's fun to jam with him. Did he, was he instrumental in getting you like, Oh yes, Francesco, you should pick up the guitar. Did he, did he <laughs> was there a connection there? Or was this sort of natural? And when, you know, when he's around and you guys play together, this is a natural thing. It's not a planned thing. How, how does it work between you two? Well, no, he is not a writer with music. He just honestly just fiddles around on guitar. Uh-huh. He knows maybe like a little bit less than me. Um, I don't really know when he started learning it. Um, I'm honestly not entirely sure, but he knows a little bit about music theory and it, you know, it's cool because if I learn something, I tell him mm. and then if he learns something, he tells me. So it's just like this never ending circle and it's loads of fun jamming with him, but it's, it's so much fun having a dad who plays guitar to be honest, but I don't really know when he started, but he is pretty good at it. I must say, um, and he started collecting guitars like when he was 30. And when he put a guitar in my hands for the first time, I was like three or four. Oh, wow. Um, and he at that time knew like a few little riffs that he taught me, which were really fun. But now we're both learning like theory and things like that. Um, he doesn't take lessons, but he just he he used to take lessons and he learns like off of YouTube. He's definitely a YouTube learner mm-hmm. um yeah. and then i tell him stuff that i learned but it's loads of fun jamming with him yeah oh man youtube has opened up a whole array of new ways to learn stuff and to fix things i use youtube to fix stuff around the house all the time <laughs> so I totally yeah get it's really it. fun <laughs> so i have to ask if you two are jamming and the marshall amp is cranked to 11 just to, to allude to a movie what are your neighbors thinking like is it is it ever become an issue when you guys are just playing jamming so hard that you get a ding dong um can you guys bring it down a little bit i really hope not i thought <laughs> they haven't told us anything but i mean most of the time we are kind of loud um but i don't think they really mind um but it definitely bothers my brother sometimes i must say my mom doesn't really care because we play the type of music she likes but sometimes my brother gets a little <laughs> angry with us. Hey, hey, but, I'm trying to do my homework. Stop it. <laughs> uh, exactly, exactly. Um, but no complaints from neighbors yet. And hopefully we're going to keep it that way. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you will. It's, I, I expected that answer, but you just never know because sometimes there's a story there. Um, yeah. So let's um, imagine for a second. You've got um, the, the, the world... The, is your oyster, so to speak. You can go anywhere you want. You can be um, performing anywhere in the world on any stage with 
anyone or by yourself, what would you think would be your ideal environment to share? And this is going to be an hour with Francesca, maybe a full band if you want, or you, um, I don't want to put words in your mouth that what, when you like dream about being up there and delivering your messages to everyone, where, where are you and what does it look like? Oh God. Well, one of my dream places to perform is definitely in New York city radio music hall. Like, Oh my gosh, that would be a dream. And I definitely see myself playing with a backing band, but not being in a band, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but definitely performing with other people with my electric guitar and showing people we can still rock, even though I'm a Gen Z. Um, <laughs> um, and definitely, you know, having fun on stage, doing a bunch of my own original songs and having fun. And just showing people that music is just such a cool thing still and that people don't appreciate it enough anymore. Yeah, and live music, to, to that note, you know, a lot of people catch things on, on their screens, right, on their phones or wherever. Yeah, exactly. Don't, they don't go support the artist because it's so easy to find it elsewhere. So I applaud you for, you know, keeping the live music going and wanting that, and, and even more so the, the classic rock, putting it back in front, um, because it, it, it kind of, it was so strong back in the day, and, and other genres have if come into play, which is great, you know, it's good to listen to it. I, I have a connection with that music too. And so to, when I hear anyone playing it, my ear kind of goes, Ooh, wait. <laughs> and so thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you for keeping that alive and, and, and putting your own spin on it because I can't wait to see um, how all of these influences that you have grown up with, how they merge into what your music will become. Um, that's why I'm so jazzed about this new song coming out because I just know it's going to have if I really listen carefully, it's going to have little flavors of things that you have listened to and played around with. Of course. Thank you. I'm so glad you're excited about it. Oh yes, absolutely. Okay. So 15 years old, let's not rush things, but um, maybe let's go to 25. Um, what would you be doing ideally at age 25? Um, I'm wondering what would be your ideal, like if you could think of yourself as a 25 year old, what would be um, your, like, what, what are you doing? What do you see yourself doing? Is it exclusively performing on stages with music? Would you bring some, like, screen acting stuff in? Because I know you've got acting in your wheelhouse. Um, or it, what would it look like? Oh, for sure. I think that I, have, I get a lot of questions like this. But um, definitely still primarily music. I don't want to go back to the acting thing. It was a really great start for me, but just music in electric guitar and that type of music is where my heart is. I don't want to go back to that musical theater realm and things like that. But definitely I want to see myself with multiple albums out, um, getting my music heard as much as possible, um, and hopefully like pouring the U.S. Like, I mean, that would be so cool. Just like driving around and having people listen to my music live and doing shows and meeting new people. I love meeting new people when I gig and it's always so much fun to just connect with people through music. And I think it's so cool. So hopefully gigging, you know, getting better at what I'm doing. That's always an important thing. Don't want to stay at the same level and continuing to get better, continuing to gig out, meet new people and continue to try and reach my dreams. That is a super healthy 
uh, outlook. I applaud you for that too, because um, at age 25, um, I've seen a lot of people that just start going to still, uh, they're lost and, and they don't have dreams, but you, you clear that you are zoned in. You got like, you have it in your head. And uh, that I believe is the first step, right? Is you see it and then you try to make it happen. So, uh, yep, exactly. I'm not giving up my dream. Oh man, I can hear the determination in your voice. That's insane. That's so mm-hmm. good. <laughs> and fantastic. Well, it has been a super pleasure talking to you. I'd love for everyone to hear kind of, um, your preferred way for people to reach out to you. Cause some people are like Instagram people. Some people are Facebook, some people are, or direct messages or not. How do you like to, in, you know, kind of collaborate with your fans and, and connect with them in a, in a safe, positive and um, a good moving forward kind of way. Oh yeah, of course. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Francesca T music is my handle on all three of those. If you ever want to check me out, you can send me a message on, I don't know if you can on YouTube actually, but Facebook Mm -hmm. and Instagram and I will be sure I answer and also, if you click the links in any of my bios, it will bring you to my music. So make sure you check that out and stay tuned for Truth Cannot Hide coming out by the end of the year, hopefully. It's fantastic. Yeah, I'm absolutely looking forward to it. And please keep posting. This is a personal quest. Just keep posting those, um, just, I would call them unplugged moments. Um, your parents will know what that means because MTV, when it was around, when it was actually a music. I know what you mean. Oh, Don't you worry. know what I mean. Oh, because well, huh? they educated you. So yeah, please keep up the unplugged performances because those are, I, I love the, like the genuineness and just the raw you connecting with the songs. And um, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So please, that would be awesome. Well, cool. I will for sure. It's been a pleasure talking to you and I can't wait to see what's next. And uh, if you got like stuff that happens that's new and different, um, please connect with me again and we'll get you back on and and we'll talk about it. Sound good? Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Have a great night. Okay. Thank you. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. See your face.